0: So today, I'm going to do a solo episode, well, it might be more like a rant at times, on what seems to be everyone's favorite subject these days, the metaverse. But first, as one of my students recently pointed out, I I do like to start these things with some history. So here goes. My father, my father was a technology nerd long before there was such a thing. He got into the refrigeration and the appliance business when that was all brand new and shiny. My mother said when they got married in 1951, they had no money, no furniture, but they did have a Crosley TV perched on a cardboard box in the living room. Over the years, Dad always brought the latest innovation into our apartment, from the dishwasher that connected to the sink with a hose I kid you not, (laughs) to the tape recorder with an external handheld microphone. I suppose you could say I was raised to embrace the next new shiny innovation that was invented. I've always considered myself an early digital adopter. I got my first Mac laptop in the early 90s when we used dial-up modems, the slowness I can't even begin to describe to anyone who didn't experience it, dial up modems to access the internet, and AOL was the email provider of choice. That was long before I had a clue that one day I would teach digital marketing at NYU. Now getting online in those days required a lot of patience, a virtue I have never mastered very well, but I did embrace this new way to communicate, the beginning of what we called the information superhighway. Luckily for me, I had a good friend at the time who was a coder and helped to take the mystery out of everything. I joined Facebook in 2008 before everybody and their mother did. I've had a LinkedIn account since 2007, a Twitter account since 2009. I hopped on Instagram and Pinterest as they launched. And for a long time, I considered myself a digital evangelist. No more. Digital does not need evangelizing. It's something I've written about and talked about before. It needs discipline and it needs self-control. A great example is the woman who I read about this week who began a no social media in the morning rule and increased her productivity dramatically. It's something I'm currently experimenting with myself and I will leave it to you to see if I start to produce more content because of it. I launched a blog on Blogspot in 2008 and while I might've been late to the game when it comes to having my own podcast, I was listening to them long before it was the trendy thing to do. I even have a TikTok account. Not that I post content on it, but I do love to consume the content others create. I still keep up with what's new, but I am much more skeptical about the newest, shiniest piece of technology to enter the market than I was. I've learned over time that they don't all last. Anyone remember Vine or Google Plus? I think AR technology has a wonderful application for brands to, to, who choose to use it in innovative ways. The ability to try on glasses through a Warby Parker app is a wonderful experience that enhances e-commerce. All you need is a phone and a well-built app. However, I'm not as big a fan of virtual reality. I am in 100% agreement with Scott Galloway on this one that anything that requires me to wear an apparatus over my eyes is just not sexy and not as enticing. I don't even like having to wear my reading glasses. Which brings me to the latest in digital innovation. Lately, all I keep hearing about is blockchain, NFTs, and the metaverse. Blockchain technology, the basis for NFTs, makes sense, despite the fact that 42% of the public has no idea what an NFT is. I've seen some interesting applications for brands, You know, think Julian Lennon auctioning an NFT of Paul McCartney's original notes when writing Hey Jude. Not the hat that Melania Trump wore to France. But the metaverse, the metaverse, the metaverse. The metaverse is where I draw the line. I do not want to live in a metaverse. I did not particularly like living in the confines of my apartment during the height of the pandemic. You know, call me crazy, but I like real life. I like being in the company of other humans. I like person-to-person hugs and intimacy, the sounds of laughter, the smells of lilacs blooming in the spring, and the grass after the rain, and the impromptu joy of talking to the stranger at the next table and sharing a spontaneous moment. I am not interested in living inside of a game and conversing with an avatar of someone instead of their real-life self. I get exhausted when I have too many Zoom meetings in a way that never tires me when I am in the physical company of another living, breathing human. I already spend far too much time attached to a screen as it is, we all do. On average, Americans spend four hours and 23 minutes each day on their phones. No matter where you go, people have their heads in their phones. And if you don't believe me, look up from your own phone and see what you notice. It's not healthy. Yet everybody and their sister seems to be banking on the metaverse. This is our obsession du jour. Facebook, oh, sorry, meta, wants to call their staffs metamates. Actually, Mark Zuckerberg does. It didn't go over well with his employees, proving once again that you can be smart but have no real understanding of humans or social skills. J.P. Morgan Chase has bought real estate in the metaverse. They predict this is a $1 trillion yearly opportunity. Now, I will not pretend to be as savvy on investments as they are. And I certainly want to believe they have done their homework on this. But it's enough for me to reconsider the fact that I bank with them. Disney appointed a media and tech veteran to head their metaverse strategy. That I get. Animation is what they excel at. And I have no doubt they will create some great extensions of their brands. But is this really where we're headed as a society? Living our lives in a made-up version of the universe instead of actually living in the real one? You know, I can remember my Nana sitting in her wing-back chair in her second-floor walk-up in Brooklyn years ago when the conversation turned to our race to the moon in the 60s. Something my father was very excited about. She pointed to the sky, looked over to me, And shook that finger and said the man upstairs did not like us fussing in outer space. You know, at the time, I was torn between thinking, well, she might be right, and wondering why she was not on the side of progress. Maybe I sound like her now? I'm not sure. But what I am sure about is that there just seems to be too much chatter about something that is not real, Is this just another attempt to ignore the problems we have in the real world by creating one that's a facsimile? Is this just another place for people to hide out in supposed anonymity instead of working on our real issues and say things to an avatar we might never say to another human in person? Or is everyone betting on this in the hopes of making a quick buck on something that has little basis in reality? I don't know. At this point, only time will give us that answer. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing Mindfulness and Martinis. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. Give us a rating on iTunes or Spotify so other people can find us. And hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you've got a question you'd like answered or a topic you'd like me to cover, please drop me a note info at com. And until next time, remember, whatever got you to where you are isn't enough to keep you there.